Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the Bricks in the Wall. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have a very, very special show for you. It's actually going to be the first swapcast that I do, and it's with a really good friend that I found on the interwebs. Uh, her name is Etheric Odyssey. I don't remember how we started talking or communicating, but like all things in this type of uh, work, Things just synchronistically happen, and um, we had a great conversation because Etheric, uh, known as Yasmin, she is a videographer. She actually makes um, music videos for celebrities and artists, and uh, she has a very interesting story about, you know how we often talk and mention that there's always satanic symbolism and dark stuff in these music videos, and it's so obvious, but one wonders, why does this stuff come out here? What who is pushing this agenda? So stick with us and you're going to hear a very interesting story from her. Uh, we delve into many topics. We talk about dreams, uh, the astral realm, jinns, psychedelics, um, psychic powers, ayahuasca, reptilians. I know you're going to love all this stuff. It's a really good talk, that I, good talk that I had with her and I had a lot of fun. Um, the longest podcast too. So um, just check it out. Yeah, it's a really fun podcast with Yasmin from Etheric Odyssey. Please check her out. She has a great YouTube channel where uh, she makes some really nice, very polished videos that to me, they they look really, really good. But to her, she doesn't. She says that there she hasn't had the time to really put in the work that she wants to because she's, she's always doing music videos and doing work for clients and stuff like that. But stick with us. Check this one out. It's a fire episode for sure. And uh, remember, follow her, Etheric Odyssey. I'll put all the notes in the show notes. And then follow me, Truth in Media, and share this podcast. Listen to it. Uh, go to anchor.com, start your own podcast, and you can do the same thing. It's really fun. It's really fulfilling to talk to people that you're not in an echo chamber, but you're like reverberating ideas off of each other and trying to get a better idea of what's going on in this world. So without any further ado, let's start the show. Recording. Okay, cool. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Etheric Odyssey. Uh, sorry, let me start. <laughs> Hi, guys, and welcome to Etheric Odyssey. <laughs> Wait, stop laughing. You're gonna make me okay, laugh. Okay, okay, okay. You know, you know, most time I record these things, I have to like retake it like a few times. <laughs> That's good. I'll keep it in. Okay. I like this. One, two, three. Yeah. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Etheric Odyssey. Here, uh, uh, today we are here with Juan, who owns the Truth in Media podcast. So, yeah, introduce yourself, Juan, and, and tell us who you are, what you do. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Etheric Odyssey show. It's a pretty great show. I'm actually very honored to be here. I don't recall exactly how we met, which is uh, an interesting thing that happens. I've met so many interesting people online. That I don't know how we started meeting, but it was for a reason. That's all I remember. Most of the time, it's like, okay, there's something here. I need to inquire some more. So eventually, we started messaging each other. Uh, you mentioned to me you have your own podcast, video type of stuff. So I reached out, and we started talking. And it turns out, yep, we're comrades, essentially. Me and you are the others. Um, if y'all have ever heard this idea from Timothy Leary, he always mentions this idea of the others. And these are the people that don't conform to society, the people that are always asking questions, that they're not, um, they don't just accept the typical answers that they get from school or from society. And this is a common theme through the truther community. All of us are seeking and searching for something. And when you do things like that, it's so interesting and amazing how the universe sort of just removes obstacles and makes 
the path sort of easy and very, um, how would I put it? It basically opens doors for you. And here I opened the door and you were there and now we're talking and now we're here. You're in London, I'm in Texas. And if it wasn't for any of this terrible stuff that's happened in the world that I wish everything I'm saying or say in this episode, I wish it was just like me making stuff up. But no, there's definitely something to this whole truther community and this truther movement that's just trying to shed light on what's really going on. So I know that was a long little diatribe, but I am Juan from Truth in Media. That is my Instagram account. And I have a podcast called Bricks in the Wall. And um, I just want to say thank you for being here. And I guess a little bit about myself is kind of basically what I just said. Um, I'm just a guy trying to figure out what's really going on because I'm not conformed with the same old lies that they're told to me through TV or propaganda or society. I don't accept them because I've seen behind the wall. That's essentially what my podcast is. <clears throat> I borrow that theme from um, Pink Floyd. They have a metaphor of the wall that I kind of twisted it because Roger Waters, he was starting to play um, big theaters. Pink Floyd got big after Dark Side of the Moon and um, the concerts for him, he started having a disconnect between him and his audience. Um, he saw that the people in the audience were just like partying and he wanted to have a more avant-garde type of uh, relationship with the audience. He wanted them to like sit or listen quietly and appreciate the music. But everyone like, it's a concert, man. What do you expect? We're rocking out, we're partying. And he hated that. And he so he talked to a therapist and he said, he mentioned the idea that I wish I could just put a wall to block myself away from the audience, which is fucked up. Like, come on, man. They're the people who put you on the stage, essentially. So I borrowed that idea of the wall and put it into this metaphorical sense that there is a wall that has been erected to keep all of us from the truth. And the truth comes in all forms and it can't be explained easily. It's something that you have to see for yourself. So my podcast, Bricks in the Wall, it's all about destroying that wall, tear it down because there's so many bricks which are, it's a metaphor for all these conspiracies and lies and things that have been erected to keep you from the truth. There's so many lies. It comes with, for example, money. It's a huge brick in that wall. It's, it's something that's used to brainwash people to get them to live life in a certain way. I mean, just imagine if, if I were to ask you, um, Etheric or Yasmin, um, how important is money to you? Is, do you? Do you think money is important? Um, personally, I don't. Um, but it is important in the sense of surviving. You know, we all got bills to pay, pay um, rent to pay, food to eat. And, and in this construct of society, it has been given value. But in my mind, it... it it has no value. It, it, all it is is numbers and ones and O's and, you know. Right. So, well, so you, we, we understand this. We people in the truth, we know that it's just a commodity that's been used to exploit uh, human weaknesses and human cravings. Yeah. Like, we know it doesn't mean anything, but this paper, this fake idea, it's what runs the world. Everything depends on this. People's lives, building, mm -hmm. everything depends on this idea that people just agree on. And it's one of the biggest lies. Humans, yeah. I mean, it is a tool. We do need it to, to survive, but I like to often imagine what is the kind of world that if the true the community had an actual, not power, but if we were the majority, what would be the kind of world that we would create? Would we create a world with money or would it be a system in which 
I don't even know. Like I think about it so much, but that's kind of I'm just trying to give an inkling into this idea that I have that my podcast is it's this this your life. There's been a metaphorical wall erected, and it consists of all these things like money, history, politics, all these things that are stacked up in front of you that keep you from seeing the truth. And people are so brainwashed that they just accept it, and they don't even know that there's a wall. They just accept that whatever is is, and they don't even even have the inkling to look and to see what's really going on behind the scenes. So that's essentially uh, me. That's a little intro about me, and that's what I'm trying to do: just help people see the truth. So, and we're here mm-hmm. and we're doing and it. And we're thankful for people like you. You know, if there wasn't people like us there, I'm sure there would be a minority in the world just, you know, <laughs> contemplating suicide because there's no one to talk about. And, and that's why I am thankful for, you know, the internet, even though it has a lot of disadvantages, the one advantage that I really feel in this time is connecting with like-minded people. Otherwise, we would all just go super crazy. <laughs> right, yeah, and like for a while, um, see, I've been researching this since I was maybe 16 years old. I'm 32 now, so almost, oh my God, for half of my life I've been researching this. I didn't even think about that, but I've been researching this, and for the longest, I stopped talking. Like, in my 20s, I would try to wake people up. I would be like, hey, you know, do you know what's going on? Have you researched this? And it's a turnoff for people. They don't want to hear that, especially in their 20s. They just want to party. They want to have a good time. So I essentially censored myself. I said, wow, people don't want to hear about this. So I kind of walked away from it. But it never really left my mind. Once somebody wakes up, they really can't go back to sleep because it's always back there in the back of your mind, like a splinter, like in the Matrix. This idea that things... And I always say, sorry, go. just to interject, yeah. I always say that if if you teach someone the truth or they find the truth and they revert, they never was awoken in the first place. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I've, had, I've always had this... You call it waking up or enla- not enlightenment. I just call it seeing behind the veil. So I saw behind the veil and I was constantly trying to wake people up. And like I said, they don't want this information. They, they just want to party. So I censored myself and I stopped talking about it for a couple of years. And it wasn't until I found podcasts. Um, I started listening to Joe Rogan through, I found him through some motivational speeches. And I was like, well, this, this dude is cool. Like he's actually talking about interesting stuff that fascinates me. I've never heard of any of this stuff on TV or movies or anything. So I dug deeper, you know, and it's that thing that people, I want to, Y'all need to, if there's something that fascinates me, fascinates you or catches your attention, seek it out. Go for it. A lot of people, they'll find something that they like and they're just kind of maybe like read the article headline, but they don't really search or dig deeper or, or try to follow that trail because there's always something at the end of it. I, I've, I've learned that. Like whenever I get an inkling or a sensation, mm. now I feel it's the universe kind of poking me on the shoulder saying, hey check this out, go through here. And all this happens like this. Me and you are talking just because of that. Something happened that I was like, okay, I'm going to keep digging and digging and now we're here and you're in London. And that's just crazy to me, Mm -hmm. that idea that people all over the world are connecting. And the more that happens, it's going to exponentially grow and we're all going to realize we're all human. We all are the same. We all bleed. We all have blood inside of us and all of us, sane, normal people, we just want to be happy. We want to be healthy. We want our kids to grow in a safe and healthy place. Most people want that, okay? So we can establish that. 
So why is there war? Why is there people killing each other? Why are there bomb manufacturers? Why are there people developing guns all for the purposes of murdering? It's all like we're killing each other. Why? Where does this come from? So look into that. Once you start looking into that, you start noticing, oh, okay, there's people who call themselves politicians who think they're better than everyone else and think they know what's best for our lives. And they set up laws and restrictions and they call, they make people do certain things like get licenses or go through certain loopholes or do these, this rigmarole to fit into this world that they've created. Because in their eyes, they're, they're, in their eyes they're creating security and safety. But it's all convoluted. It's all like these people are psychopaths. And once you start realizing that and you see the world through that lens, it's dark and it's scary. And I know people don't want to do it. But once you do that, it's very liberating because you're, you come to this realization of, okay, yeah, the world is fucked up. But what am I going to do about it? What do I do? What can I change? Because that's the thing about this whole truth of community, like I like doing podcasts and talking about all of this stuff, but at the end of the day, what are we doing? We're just kind of spreading fear in a way. We're, we're what are we doing to actually help people? So that's what I'm trying to do, like wake them up to like better themselves. Because once you you see the world through this lens, you say, okay, yeah, the world is fucked up, but what can I do? So you start eating healthy, you start meditating, and eventually you start coming to this spiritual sense of the world, and. Me saying this, uh, thinking about it, like if I was a couple years ago, if you would have told me that I'm going to be talking about the spirit world and demons and God and all of this stuff, I would have said, you're crazy. Like, I wasn't that far in yet, but that's the thing. Once you start doing this research and you go far in deep enough, you start discovering the spiritual world. Are you a spiritual person, Yasmin? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, so... Thank you for for sharing um, your story uh, with with the viewers and and myself. Um, so yeah, I am a spiritual person. So um, kind of like you, uh, when I was about thirteen, maybe. Um, so I'm I'm twenty four. So um, I'm I'm in my twenties, and I'm speaking about this, but I feel like now is. Um, really the time I mean I've cut off a lot of people because you know we just don't really have the same viewpoint and I, I only want a certain type of people in my life um, but yeah going back to yeah growing up so my I'm I'm half English and half Moroccan so I've kind of grown up with like two sides and two different kind of like ways of life if that makes sense um so my mom is well originally christian but um she's she's very spiritual she's more down the spiritual path than kind of down the the christianity path um so growing up she my, my parents divorced when i was like four years old so i would always go and see my dad and then i would live with my mom so my kind of relationship with spirituality has kind of differed like over different times of my life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So growing up, my mum, we used to go on like church crawls, like like a, a, a pub crawl where you just go to different pubs. We used to go on church crawls and go around different um, churches around our area. She then took me to all different types of um, uh, temples, uh, you know, Jewish places, Sikh uh Hare Krishna all of them because she kind of raised me to kind of make my own decision wow. um I have covered this as well if if you guys are listening I have covered this um I did a a, a short video called my my journey um into waking up um so I'm just kind of rehashing that anyway um 
when I was about 13, I, I always kind of questioned uh, beyond the veil. At the point of that time, I wasn't sure if I believed in God, um, but I knew that there was like another um, realm, if that makes sense. Yes. Because my mum had always told me like growing up, she because she was spiritual she used to tell me stories when she was younger she did like a ouija board and like loads of crazy stuff happened oh yeah tell and, me tell um, me about that what happened um so my mum she was a uh travel rep so she's lived like wherever you name it she's lived there <laughs> cool. so i think she was in uh where was she i think she was in goa and her and her friends, so obviously she was a travel rep, so all of the travel reps, they kind of lived together in like a communal housing. And um, they were saying, oh, we're going to do Ouija board, we're going to do Ouija board. They all got together and did the Ouija board on this like really heavy mahogany wooden table, mm -hmm. which it took like seven people to lift it up. You know, the super heavy tables. Okay. Anyway, they're doing it and loads of weird stuff started to happen. And... Um, there was obviously a couple of girls and, and a big group of boys. And, and the boys had said, like, we, we definitely set up certain things just to scare you guys. Okay. But then all of a sudden, this big mahogany table just completely lifts off the crowd, uh, off the floor and throws itself somewhere. Wow. And the boys started freaking out. They were like, no, like, that wasn't us. And, like, they all moved out of that that um communal housing oh like as God. soon as that happened because they were like yeah fuck this <laughs> sorry i don't know if i can swear no, you on your podcast as well <laughs> yeah um so yeah she, she used to tell me stories about that and um growing up as well i i've always been able to see beyond the veil um so as i can remember things like as young as like four years old seven years old like i used to see things that weren't there and i've always had a very um a very strong astral astral presence if that makes sense yeah. um so my dreams have like since a very very young age like not anymore when i was younger i feel like certain things were more intensified because i used to like watch myself sleep mm. i used to you know completely astral astral project and like walk around my house and like see my mom sleeping Whoa. um then like growing up a little bit older like even now to this day like i dream things and certain things come true um i have a very strong like gut feeling like sometimes i'll be walking and i have a really strong thought about someone and then next minute you know like they're walking around the corner mm -hmm, <laughs> or like mm -hmm. different things like that like even um as a kid i used to well i still smoke now cigarettes um but when i was like maybe 13 or 14 um, obviously my parents didn't know that I smoked and um, I used to get these really strong feelings like about my dad and then I would throw the cigarette away and I would like spray myself and two minutes later I see his car pull up next to me wow. <laughs> so it, sa it saved me in a um, few different situations okay. anyway sorry I keep kind of um, going from point to point that's good that's when good. I was 13 I kind of <laughs> Um, when I was 13, I started looking into gins. I started looking into the Illuminati and like kind of surface level kind of stuff. Um, obviously, like we know now and like we, like I feel like I've got a lot deeper now, but I was kind of looking at the surface level stuff about oh, how they're all in a cult and it's this big, you know, devil worshipping situation. Um, 
gin wise um i mean maybe some of you guys won't know what jinns are so jinns um so i'm i'm muslim so in islam it a jinn is what what most people would call a ghost but we don't believe that it is um like a dead person we believe it's a whole other like race of people so we're taught that they can see us but we can't see them and we coexist with them and you know jinns are just like humans like some are good some are bad um some have very malicious intent so you know when playing with things like ouija boards and um going to like mediums and stuff like that and and they're said to you know know the future or you're you're in contact with someone they say that obviously jinns know about you and can find out about your history so it said that it they're just communicating with um them rather than like an actual passed over human if that makes sense mm-hmm. and um speaking of mediums um that's another thing i grew up my mum obviously i said she's spiritual so i grew up going to like mediums and getting I, i used to do a lot of before i kind of really realized like the severity and like the badness of certain things i used to do a lot of tarot um angel cards i used to do stuff with pendulums um now i know what i was dealing with and i've kind of like prayed on that and and hopefully i've closed that door but at the time i i thought it was all just like oh this is really interesting so as i anyway your your question was Are you spiritual? Yes, I am. <laughs> I love it. I love when people go off like that because this is the best conversation. Like we can just go off into any little tangent and there's always something to like uncover and to like dissect. Like I wrote a bunch of things they were talking about astral projection, you're dreaming. There's always this similar thread that I've realized through these people that are actually searching. Like I said, they don't take the mainstream narrative at face value they like for example this whole idea that we're talking about that people i know right now are probably rolling their eyes the normies right now are like oh you there you go you're talking about psychic stuff you guys are crazy yeah you guys are insane but look all of this stuff originated in the past now because through media that this is my whole other thing I, i try to expose the truth because media is used to to get you to see the world through a certain lens. Like for example, all these X-Men superhero movies about and also horror movies. All this stuff is made in a way so that whenever you we do start talking about this stuff like right now, you start saying, "Oh my god, what are y'all guys smoking? What movies are y'all watching? Y'all guys are insane." But no. <laughs> this is done systematically so that when people start speaking the truth like jinns and ghosts and psychic people and the Ouija board, they think oh you're talking about the movie the craft dude all that shit is fake that what stop watching those movies read a book but no we've read i've read so much stuff i've looked so much because i'm really trying to figure out the truth i'm not trying to get someone like to manipulate my mind i'm going to figure out what what the truth is i'm not just going to accept what you tell me so yeah mm-hmm. like we can go into a bunch of things i wanted to ask you about that dreaming thing you so would you do it consciously or it would just happen where you would see yourself sleeping Um so no I would just see myself sleeping. I mean that that only happened when I was a child that doesn't really happen anymore. But um about three, was it three it was before the pandemic. So yeah, about three years ago, um for a good year I was having like okay, so when I dream 
it's like I'm there. Like when I go to sleep, I go somewhere else. Like I can tell you my dreams from like three, four years ago. Um, exactly like, like I was there. I can describe to you like what what the you know what what it looked like, where I was, what it smelled like. So I know that I actually go to places and I visit certain places uh, frequently. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, this year, um, this one year, I, for, for a year, constantly, every single night, I had these really, really horrible dreams. And um, I, I can explain a few to you. So in one of them, so I would get kidnapped a lot. I would get raped a lot. Um, I would go, like, there would be a lot of murder. Um, so I had this one dream about this so it looked like the grim reaper and we were in this garden and he was just torturing people but what i found really interesting about all of this dream all of these dreams over that year is i was never scared in my dream so it wasn't like a night terror i knew that nothing was going to happen to me in the dreams and i would just wake up like whoa that was super fucked up like what the fuck just happened Mm. but in the dream like there was no kind of like scaredness or anything Anyway, so there was this Grim Reaper looking demon and he was like, I remember he was hanging this woman up from her legs from a tree with loads of like pins coming up from the floor. So they were like growing. So they would go through her head and like there was like just torture going on throughout the whole thing. And what I find really, really interesting is about six or seven months ago, I was sat in a graveyard um just like i don't know what it is about me in graveyards i really like graveyards um so sometimes i was about to say what the hell are you doing at a graveyard (laughs) yeah i know i'm i'm just a weirdo (laughs) anyway i sat by this graveyard um with my partner and we were just having a chat and um i look over and about like two or three feet from us I see this exact same grim reaper looking person or demon, whatever. And it was coming towards us. And obviously he knows that I see stuff. So I just looked at him and I was just like, all right, we need to go. And he doesn't question it. He's like, all right, we'll go. Tell me later. So he didn't see it only you did? Yeah. In front, like in, well, I didn't say it. Like when I see things, I don't like to tell people about it. Like, I just like to get myself out of the situation. If it's a bad thing, then I'll explain it to you later, if that makes sense. Because yeah, yeah. I don't I don't even want to give it any energy, if that makes sense. Like, I just want to say, all right, let's go, you know? Okay, that's um, interesting. But yeah, it was the same thing that I had seen in that dream. And um, I found that super interesting. Um, yeah, super interesting. But yeah, with the dreams... I've just had so many, like, in one... Okay, so within this year, this was actually the year before the pandemic. So I had certain dreams where there was, like, government... um, It was like a... Like, basically what the New World Order is. It was like a governed society. And I had this one dream that I can remember really well. So in a lot of my dreams, I'm not myself. I'm someone else. Mm. And in this dream, I was this woman who was married and had a couple of kids. And um, we were in this proper governed society. There was barbed wires all around the town. um, So we couldn't get out. And 
I've got, I've, I've, I've put the kids to bed and I've gone into my room to go to sleep and all of the walls start bleeding and they fall in and loads of bodies fall out and I hear loads of sirens and I've realized that my husband is a serial killer. Oh my God. So I've had to get the kids and like try and climb over these barbed wires. I remember just having loads of cuts over my hands and like having to like help my kids and like try and get out of this governed society because they're going to come for us as well. Hmm. So um, I've had a lot of dreams about governed societies and it's very interesting that after that happened, like I've I kind of decoded some of them and it was interesting because it kind of coincided with like the pandemic and stuff like that. Wow. And we're kind of going into this governed society. Mm-hmm. Th- that makes me think of this whole idea that I'm sure you've heard this idea that we're all here. We, we chose to come to this time and place in, in, in the world because this is one of the most exciting times where we're, it, it sounds treacherous and terrible, but it's just like a, a woman giving birth. When you see a woman who's like screaming and like in pain and you're like, what's wrong? What's going on? You're like, oh my God, she's dying. What's going on? If you had no idea she, what a, having a baby was or anything, you would think, oh my God, what's wrong with this woman? But that's what it's like right now. We're, we're seeing the world like, oh my God, what's going on? This is terrible. What is going on? But at the end of it comes like a baby, a, a new life, something new, like a new creation. Something is born and something new can yeah. transpire. And I see like that's what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. We're seeing all these yeah. terrible things that are going on, but it's, it's a transition. So what I'm trying to refer is to this idea that we all chose to come here especially us, maybe the truther community more, they're more in tune with themselves and with their dreams and with things like this that most people will disregard because, of, like I said, because of movies, they'll just say, oh, that's, um, that's all bullshit. I'm not going to follow that. But yeah, there's definitely something to p- these people. They have these, I don't know if they're visions or prophetic dreams or what they are, but a lot of people report the same thing. They're try- they get these visions or senses that something's going to happen, and then it happens. And there's something to it because yeah. it's, it's happened so often that it's actually become a thing. People like say, oh, I dreamed this and it happened. And people, your friends, even people who are not awake, they'll say, oh, my God, I dreamed this. And it's like, what is mm-hmm. that? What is going on? Mm-hmm. What, explain that actually, to me. Actually, go ahead. Sorry. Let me um, just, so one's just come to mind. I actually completely forgot about this one. So um, it was during, it was some point last year. And I had this dream that... Um, I was in central London and it was at night and everyone was like screaming and I ran out of this pub and everyone was like looking at the sky and there was like this massive blood moon and there was loads of like this like demonic wing creatures screeching from the sky and I woke up the next day that day was the blood moon and then on the same day i saw someone post a video of like hearing screeching from the sky whoa man that's what i'm talking like what is that what's going on like yeah. you can't explain that in scientific terms you would have to go into like the paranormal realm because there is no mm-hmm. like science excludes, there's no explanation yeah it turns it throws everything yeah. out like it has to be scientifically proven in a lab with facts and it can be repeatable mm-hmm. but no this stuff is like you can't go in a lab and say, okay, we're going to study dreams and deja vu because it doesn't work like that. It's more of an intuitive yeah. inner feeling. It's not like facts and logic. It's not like the left and the right mm-hmm. side of the brain. The left, I think, yeah. is the 
the feeling, emotional, sensation, artistic part of the brain. And then you have the logical, reasoning, mathematical, arithmetic side of the brain. And like, that's what's happened, I think, with this whole spiritual realm. Through science, they're trying to make the world a logical, reasonable place. But it's not really like that. The world's a mystery. It, it can't be explained in, in, with paper. They don't want us to be able to free think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, okay. So the thing about your dreams, another thing I wanted to mention is very strange. Because like, this happens in all the podcasts that I've been doing. Synchronistic things happen. So right now you were mentioning about your dreams and how you didn't have fear in them. I mean, you, I guess you, you someone who what, knew you were in a dream. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so, but then I don't think so at the same time. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Have um, you seen the movie Divergent? I just know I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I just rewatched it yesterday and it was so weird because it tied these things together. So in, in Divergent, the movie, it's actually from a book. It's a book about in the future or in the past. I don't know. It, I guess it's timeless. But there's the world was a mess. Everything was destroyed. And this woman comes and she sets order. And she does this by yeah. dividing people um, into yeah. factions. Because she says the, the way the, she, she says things. It, it's a good movie. I need to watch it. But she says things like human, human um, nature is weakness. We need to transcend that. So the way that she does it is she divides people into factions, kind of like right now, d dividing the people through any kinds of means. So there's certain factions. One faction is the logical, the reasoning, logical. These are the smart people in society that set laws and like make sure everything's in justice and that education spreads. And then they have another faction that's, um, these are like the uh, people who grow the food, who work through agriculture, through the land. They like helping people. Different factions. There's five of them, I think. One of them's um, logical, agriculture, health, um, and then the people. There's oh, there's one faction. They're they're called Dauntless. They're like the misfits, the rebels. And so in this movie, this girl, she's trying to because they have a ceremony. When they come to age, they have to pick a faction, and they're gonna live in that faction, and that's gonna be their. Um, their personality, their identity, that's what they're going to identify with. And so this woman, the, the protagonist of the story, she's worried because she doesn't know what faction she's going to be. And in this movie, everyone um, essentially is brainwashed to know what they're going to be into. So they all already know what they're going to pick. But this lady, the protagonist, she doesn't know. She's confused. She's like, I don't know. What am I? How can I just stick to one faction? I, I want to be everything, you know? So she's very scared about about this this day because she doesn't know what to pick so she, out of like just i guess just out of a hunch she picks the dauntless one which is the misfits and the rebels and so they go through this whole thing where they um after they pick their their faction they go in this room where they oh, it's very strange it, it's it's hard to explain but y'all need to watch the movie so they go to this room where they put you in a machine like the matrix basically and they go they want to see how you react in your dreams. So they hook you up to this machine and they give you a drug and you, you experience your fears. So this is, this is a way to verify that the person chose the right faction. They put you in your worst fears and they see how you react. And depending on how you react in those dreams um, tells the people in control uh, where to put them, how to categorize them in society. Um, so the thing that 
the, this protagonist is very special because, like I said, she doesn't know what she wants to be. And this, these people are called divergents. These are the people that they don't want to be put in a category. They want to be everything. They don't want to be tied down to a certain label or to put in a certain box. Humans don't want that. Humans are, want to expand and grow and be anything that they could be. So this is the, she is a divergent. These are the people that the people who are in control are afraid of because these are the people who will oppose the system and crumble it because they set it up that way to keep the peace. They divide it and they have people in their certain, they stay in your lane and everything will be cool. But the divergents oppose that. They're like, no, this is not right. This is all wrong. And this is what I'm saying. We're divergents in a sense. We're like, what's going on in the world? This is not right. Why are y'all trying to put things through a certain lens, through a certain category? It's not like that we need to be free and, and have free will to choose what we want to do with our lives. So the thing that I want to connect this whole long story to connect what you were talking about, your dreams, how you didn't have fear, the divergence, they have no fear. In their dreams, it's like you, they kind of know they're in the dream, not really, but they, when the fear is coming, like in one of them, uh, the fear of the protagonist is to be confined. So in her dream, she's in a like glass box and it's filling up with water and she's going to drown because it's enclosed. And so, but she knows that, in a sense, she knows that it's a dream or it's not real. And she says, this is not real. And she taps on the glass and it starts cracking and then it breaks. And so she comes out of that dream and the person who was analyzing was like, how did you do that? How did you break the glass? Because normal people don't do that stuff. Normal people would go in fear and like um, they would try to stop the water from rushing in or they would try to use their logical mind or something to stop the water. But no, she was just like accepting the moment and like, no, I can change this. This is I can change what's going on with my actions. So that's the thing that I wanted to tie in. It's like these people, us, it's not that we're afraid of what's going on and that's why we're making all this noise. It's that we've been we've been empowered by the truth that we're trying to wake y'all up because it's so liberating and empowering to realize that of what is going on and to realize that you can make a change. You can put your stake on the ground and say no. And that's another thing I, I, I say often. The most powerful word word in the universe is no or stop because everything in the world in the universe is constantly changing. But if a human mind can say no, stop, it can stop a river from going. It can divert the river. It can change things. The human mind and the consciousness that we have has the ability to change things. It, it doesn't have to be a certain way. We can, with our mind, create and imagine a different alternative and make it happen. That's why humans are the most envied of all of the spiritual realms. Everybody wishes they could be a human because we are created. We can make things happen in this tangible world. And the spirits and the, the entities in these other realms and dimensions, they're not, they're tied down to their certain realm. They can't really create, they just copy and emulate God. But yeah, that's this whole thing. Like people like us, we're basically divergence. We don't have fear. Where it may seem like we're pushing fear, but no, we're really trying to empower you. And once you get it, and once you can see it through that lens, you'll you'll wake up and be like, yeah, fuck uh, uh, Soros, and fuck Hillary Clinton, and fuck all these people. Like, who do they think they are? I'm going to make my life, I'm going to start gardening, I'm going to learn as much as I can, I'm going to connect with God, I'm going to connect with my neighbors, with my family, with my community, and do the change here locally, where I do have power. Yeah, 100%. And, and to tie in uh, just another story I have. Um, so I, when was it? Last year, um, 
have you heard of ayahuasca oh yes yeah I'm a obviously psychonaut. uh you're from mexico aren't you N oh no my parents are i'm from texas but i'm a big psychonaut i'm um, i probably have over maybe 500 trips under my belt oh really yeah okay so so you've done it before then not ayahuasca but all the other psychedelics yes okay so i've yeah. never so i've never really been a drugs kind of gal <laughs> okay but you did ayahuasca <laughs> um so yeah so this is the first time kind of the only thing that i've done before is kind of weed how did you um, get it how did you get really the ayahuasca? so yeah so um last year um my next door neighbor he had done it twice before and he did cambo and he was in this kind of like group that had so basically a peru a, a peru from shaman a shaman from peru mm -hmm. um comes over once or twice a year to the uk and obviously smuggles it in and um he like he had told me about his trips and i was like oh my god like please let me know next time you're going and i was kind of he told me that they were coming and you know all of that so i said okay am i gonna go and like, I was kind of questioning myself whether I really wanted to do it, but I really wanted to do it purely to, because obviously they say you have to go in with like an intention and like a, a question that you kind of want answered or right. certain things like that. And um, I really wanted to figure out my dreams. <laughs> I really wanted to like ask like, what 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 is going on here? So I didn't, Obviously, you can watch as many YouTube videos on people's like um, trips on ayahuasca and like ha what their experiences and stuff, but that shit will really never prepare you no, for no. actually what goes down. So um, I had a, uh, it was a three day thing. So we stepped there for yeah two nights and three days. So obviously you have to fast. Um, for so like you traveled at least a week before. You traveled yeah. to South America. Um, it, no, no, no. So the shaman comes from Peru oh, okay. um, to to the UK. Oh, okay. So I did it. It was like a 40 minute to an hour drive from, from where I live. Okay. And uh, it was in like this big um, hall and they hired out because we were staying there for a few days. Yeah. So we got there. We, we all slept in one room. We all had like sleeping bags and we all did it all in the same room. So the first night... We got there. I did. So obviously there's a whole ceremony that goes on. You have to write down your intentions. We all burn it in the fire. Um, then he plays, you know, some uh, trance music. We all sit down in front of him and he pours us all out a car. Uh, like it's like a mini shot glass, um, <laughs> but it's not a shot glass. It's like a wooden cup, but it's quite small. And he pours us one and we all take it. How does it taste? Everyone's tripping balls and I'm just sat there like... How does it taste? No, so the first night, uh, so it kind of tastes like very, very, like a shot of coffee, but very earthy. It has a really earthy texture mm. um, and mm. it's quite, yeah, it's very bitter. But I didn't think it was that bad. Um, it was all, like, it didn't taste great, but it wasn't like really horrible. Mm, okay. um, so yeah, everyone took their first cup. Um, normally it only takes, you know, one cup to get you to where you need to go. And um, beforehand, we all go and sit down with him like one-on-one. -on -one and, you know, like one of the questions he asked you, like, do you have like, do you experience the paranormal? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, explained a few things to him. Anyway, he took the first cup. 
everyone's vomiting because obviously you purge yeah so it's not actual vomit it's um I don't even know what it is. I've heard that it's all of the toxins coming out of you because obviously you've had a very strict diet. You can't eat meat, dairy, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, MSG, any of like, so you have to have a very strict diet right. and then seven to eight hours beforehand, you can't eat anything. Now, let so me ask you this. Not actually uh, me, let me ask you this. When you did that uh, diet, did, did you feel anything different in your body? Like before you did the ayahuasca, how long were you dieting for? And did that create a change in your mentality or mind? Um, I get... Uh, were your dreams getting really. crazier or was there like a palpable... Uh, no. No? Okay. Okay. I, I didn't really feel anything. I don't know because um, I'm Muslim, so I fast once a year anyway. Okay. Um, but... Not, not, not really. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. okay sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um. But okay. So, so <clears throat> sorry. So everyone took the first um cup and everyone was vomiting. I hear people in their own trips, and I'm just sat there and I go and speak to him. I was just like, um, his name's Ricardo. I was like, Ricardo, I don't, I don't feel anything. And he was just like, okay, I'll give you another, another cup. So I had another cup sat there for maybe 20 minutes he bought some i because I, I i smoke cigarettes so um he bought some like uh organic tobacco from peru from oh. the tree so i like rolled myself a roll up and i went outside had a cigarette came back in i was like ricardo i still don't feel anything hmm. i had five cups no one. i had five cups and and nothing wow. nothing i was like what the hell like i'm seeing everyone just tripping out and he was like okay don't worry tomorrow tomorrow you'll feel it um i think once i i because obviously you have to lay down and, and meditate i think at one point i saw a couple of geometric shapes but that was about it like i kind of see them anyway and i've been seeing them since i was a kid when i shut my eyes so that was really like nothing too new to me anyway the next day came and i did one cup and he told me when you do it it's gonna go boom like you're gonna feel it. And when he said boom, he meant boom. Like um, I laid down and he's playing, obviously he does um, this kind of like trance music and he he guides you through it with, with the music. And um, I went into this trip and at first it was all black, but there was like a silhouette and there was a strobe white light in the back, like lighting up this kind of like silhouette figure. I then like go into this geometric like prison and I have always said like way before I did this like I've always said like I don't feel like my body is for me like I always feel really uncomfortable in my body hmm. and um that's that like kind of like mental feeling converted into this to like a proper physical feeling like I remember like scratching at my body and I could just feel it was just like this hunk of me wow. And, um, like, I was, like, scratch, like, not, like, really badly scratching. I was just, like, kind of rubbing, like, my chest and, like, my neck and stuff, like, really feeling like it wasn't mine. Mm. And I could feel, like, my soul, like, it at this point, like, it felt like my soul wasn't inside of me, if that makes sense. Like, I could feel myself above it, but I could still feel my body. Wow. And whether I had my eyes open or closed, I could see exactly the same thing. And it felt like I was in a completely different realm. Right, yeah. Anyway, um, 
I was in this um, geometric prison. Then it was like my soul was trying to come out of my... So I was seeing it visually, but I feel like it was like corresponding with like what was happening physically as well. My body was like a cocoon and my soul was like a butterfly. And the butterfly was almost out, but the cocoon was still trying to hold on to the bottom. And I kind of interpreted that as like how I feel like my soul really isn't like for this realm, if that makes sense. Mm. Then um, I kind of came out of it and I had another cup and went back into another one. And that one was super fun. Like I was laughing and giggling the whole time. And I had, I actually went to this, um, so it was this massive field and I have been there before in a lot of my dreams and it felt like the Garden of Eden. Mm. Um, that is what I, even when I'd had my dreams, I always thought I was going to the Garden of Eden and I went to the same place and, you know, they tell you, uh, the shaman tells you, no, you're going to meet mo uh, Mother Aya and da 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 da. Mm -hmm. I don't really believe in that stuff. Like, I believe, like, my God is the only God and the one and only God, you know? Okay. So I believe that like, it was either him speaking through me or like, I, I was just kind of asking questions to him rather than this I, uh, mother Aya um, entity. Mm. And um, I could hear, so I was myself, but I could hear myself talking to me. Um, and I was asking questions. I remember just shouting like, like, is anyone there? Like, I've come to ask a question, like, what's going on? And <laughs> like, I just remember... You know, the, thing, the, the image I got was, like, you at this hyper-dimensional spiritual, um, like, doctor's office, and you're, like, ringing the bell at the at the clerk. Like, is <laughs> anyone like, there? Is anyone that, coming? Yeah. <laughs> hello! Okay. Like, knocking on the door, like, hello, anyone? Mm -hmm. Literally, that, that was what it was like. And um, I heard myself talk to me back. And um, I said to myself, I don't know why you're here. You already have all of the answers. Whoa, dude. And then I went, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I just went into this really funny trip when I was in like this like weird realm where I can imagine like all of the people around me and da, 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 da. That, that was kind of the only interesting bit that I really need to go into now. But how, how crazy is that? Like, that's why, cause I thought it's a really cool experience. Like I would like to do it again, but I've already told myself, I already know all of the answers. Right. So if I'm doing it again, it's purely for fun and not for like questions. Right. Do you know oh, what I mean? So exactly. I don't think I'm going to do it again. I feel like, that was enough and I feel like I told myself like what are you even doing here you know <laughs> like... yeah okay see that's the kind of thing that I kind of wrestle with because like you said I've had a very similar trip but it was very scary I'll tell it in a bit but I want to preface it with this that fuck where was I going um that okay yeah like you said okay you said you you got all the answers also Alan Watts has this thing about psychic I think it was Alan Watts he says that once you get the message hang up the phone, like, why are you pick, Why are you calling back? Like, why do you keep going back in? And I do do that. I've had so many acid trips, mushroom trips, and it's like, like you, I've already had that inkling too that I have the answer, so why am I going back there? It's like, I'm also, I'm, I'm sure you've heard all this idea, and right now you were mentioning it with the Mother Gaia idea, like, there's just also this idea with the spiritual side of things that when you do these psychedelics, you're opening yourself up, like you said, 
you said you don't believe in that whole Gaia thing. Well, I kind of have a similar yeah. inkling that this stuff, if you read the book it's of Enoch. accessible for demons. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Right. So when, yeah. okay, so in the book of Enoch, it says that when the fallen angels came on earth, they showed humans how to take plants and talk with like entities. And this is, this is what we're talking about. So many people mentioned is that when they take psychedelics, they meet entities or they see these things. And that's the whole thing with Mother uh, Aya. That everybody sees these things. And it's not just somebody making shit up. It's a common thread that it's not, that it's that it's So many people have said it that it's an actual thing. It's a concrete thing that people say. There's a person there that you meet. There's this lady who's in purple. I've seen that lady. And it's just like, hmm, why do I keep going back there? And my thing, I guess I try to defend yeah. myself. I, the mental gymnastics I put myself through is I say that, this is a tool because in a way it does help me understand myself. It helps me understand my dreams or my goals or what I want to do in life. So like you, I don't go into it as I'm going to meet these entities. I go into it as I'm, I want to go inside of myself and discover what the obstacles I put for myself are, why I, I don't maybe clean my room sometimes or why I don't pursue the things. Why am I the way I am and how do I improve? So I'll go into it meditating and, and like doing a mantra in my head of, you know, you're exactly where you already where you need to be. Just try to be at peace and be in the moment. And that's what all the religions essentially try to tell you to be in the moment. So I, to me, I see it as a medicine. But yeah, I'm, I'm slowly coming to that idea that I already got the message and we already do have all the answers and all this seeking in a sense. Sometimes I feel kind of insane that, OK, I have the answers and I already know what I have to do. Well, why do I keep digging and digging and digging into this truth or weird mystical thing and it's just i don't know i think that's my calling and people like us that's our that's what interests us we want to dive into this this is kind of like a career like this whole it's becoming like a a mainstream type of thing in the background where it's like we're seeking this this other world this spiritual realm and we're just trying to figure out figure out what's going on but yeah that whole thing that you said about the ayahuasca and mother ayahuasca did you get a sense that there was something evil there or hiding something, hiding their intentions or something? Um, so the only kind of, uh, the thing is I wouldn't call it evil. Like, I feel like when you go, oh, sorry, one second. Sorry, cut that out. <laughs> no, I like to keep it wrong. Um, so I feel like, um, I don't feel like it was like demonic. Because um, I feel like, obviously, when you're in this, the whole point is to experience, like, you have to go through the trauma. Um, like, I, I kind of realised that it was kind of like an access point, especially when you're purging. Like, it's very uncomfortable. You have to go through uncomfort before you get to, like, the bliss, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Right, yeah. So I... I felt like when I was in this prison thing, I didn't feel like there was a presence. I just felt very uncomfortable. And I just felt like, as I just said, like I feel like the discomfort is what accesses you and is kind of like a portal to get to the next step, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yep, no, I, I totally agree with that. Right now when you were just saying that, that yeah, I've had a lot of, my best trips have been like the uncomfortable ones when it's like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Why did I do my, why did I do this to myself? And I'm like almost curling up in a ball. But then when you really like, like that whole divergent thing, once you realize that it's kind of like a dream, it's not really real, you put yourself here, the fear dissipates and you're like, you start laughing 
you become empowered, you, you feel connected with nature and God, and you feel connectedness with everything. And it's just like, why do these things exist? I mean, why are they here? And, and there's this whole shamanic practice and shamanism exists in all countries, in all ages, in all times. And it's just like, there's definitely something mm -hmm. here and it's a tool, but like everything else, a tool can be misused. And like when I was asking if there yeah. was anything demonic, I guess it's not going to truly show its intentions because often I read yeah, no, that yeah. when the devil comes, he, the de Lucifer was the most beautiful angel in heaven. He's like very attractive, very appealing, very charming. He will entice you. He will make you fall in love with him. You're not going to, the devil's not going to come with horns and wings and sharp teeth. No, it's going to come like an angel yeah. or, or something uh. very attractive that you want. I literally just did a video on the devil comes with pleasure. Um, tell me about in it. In a form of pleasure. So, yeah, this ties in exactly to that. Tell me about that. Pardon? Tell me about that video. Can you, like, sum uh, it up? Well, yeah. So, um, I mean, the video is on my page. Um, but basically, long story short, um, I, I'm a videographer. And um, basically, along the years, I've never really been able to, like, fully express myself and um, do what I really want to do creatively because I'm always, you know, catering to my clients. So I had this one client and uh, she had paid me a few months ago, but wasn't ready to um, discuss ideas just yet. So this was, I think, last week. And basically, long story short, it was the perfect fucking project for me. It was like exactly to a T what I wanted to do. She seemed really nice. Well, let's the whole situation Sorry, yes, was like great. Me, she had a good budget. Let me cut in Sorry. so we can uh, preface it because... You kind of mentioned it, but you do videos. You basically do video editing for music videos, right? I, I film, I film, direct, set design, lighting. I, I do everything. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> this is exactly the kind of thing that I'm always trying to get people to pay attention to. Like, look at the music videos. There's so much symbolism in there that there's something going on. And I'm so glad that I met you because we can have a peek behind the scenes at what's going on. So I want to preface it with this, that, okay, so you met an artist who was trying to make a music video and y'all were getting in touch, y'all were really hitting it off and you were like, wow, this is so perfect. And then, yeah, tell me, because we talked about this before, but I just wanted to preface with that, guys. Yeah. Listen to her because she works in the industry. She's putting these videos out. I mean, I'm not saying that you're the bad guy, but right now you're going to explain to us what's really going on and how this stuff makes it to the to the screen. So go ahead with your story. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, perfect project for me, like, literally. So I know that um, I, like, I'm a light being, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I really enjoy, like, dark things, if that makes sense. Like, I love horror movies. Like, I'm very, I like gritty things, if that makes sense. Hmm. Um, even though I'm a, I'm a light being, but I, I have a, a, a likeness for certain darkness, if that makes sense. <laughs> And um, so what we were going to do, like, I feel like it kind of replicates what I'm interested in, if that makes sense. Like, I'm really interested in all of this kind of dark stuff, but I don't like it because it's dark. I just enjoy the imagery. Um, so, and like the kind of ethericalness, hence the name Etheric Odyssey, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so uh, the song was called Dream, and I wanted to play on... Um, literally the dream state so the song was kind of about a guy and this and that and um how you know there was all this good stuff going on but she wakes up and it was just a dream and you know she's alone again if that makes sense okay. so i wanted to play on 
um, lucid dreaming, like happy mystical dreaming, and then sleep paralysis. So I wanted to play between the three within the video. And like, that is like super up my alley. Like That is literally like exactly kind of the thing that I would love to create. Um, Anyway, yada, yada, yada. We're talking on the phone. She mentions um, this ritual that, so she said she's not a dancer, but she wants certain movements within it. And she then starts talking to me about um, this ritual performed by like six or seven witches called, I think she said something like the, what was it? The ritual of the golden age of the pentagram or something like that. And then I was like, oh, okay, we're going down (laughs) here, are we? Like, I I didn't really say anything at the time. Like, I feel like my eyes, like, and and this is the point to kind of relay it back to you. The devil comes to you with pleasure and he really clouds your mind because like she was saying certain things and like, especially because I research all this stuff, it should have been like a direct in your face, red flag, you know? Mm -hmm. And then um, she starts talking to me. So during the conversation, she says, oh, you should meet my friend. Um, You guys have very similar ideas for the video. Like I, I reckon you guys would get along really well. And then further down the conversation, she um she says that this friend that she's talking about is the leader of a satanist temple in london right and i was like whoa like (laughs) i didn't really say anything at the time i just kind of stayed silent because she said oh you know the people who go to the satanic temple they have this like really cool grungy look which would be good for the video and they can be doing the ritual around me whilst i'm doing the ritual in the middle they wanted it to look kind of like eyes wide shut right and i was like like obviously i was like what the fuck (laughs) like okay so do you think let me ask you this do you think that this is like yeah her herself coming up with this or you think that she's getting orders or you think something i wonder where these ideas come from like what do you think is compelling her to put because i just looked into it right now the ritual of the pentagram it's it sounds okay let me read it right here right here real quick it says the pentagram is a powerful symbol representing Mm. the operation of the eternal spirit and the four elements under the divine presidency of the letters of the name yeheshua but um, see, it kind of makes it sound like a good thing. But then you scroll down and it's got symbols. The, the dance is they put a pentagram on the ground and they dance around it and do certain things. And they're invoking certain things. And this is the kind of stuff that the Bible talks about, not to do this stuff because you're messing with other entities and beings and other things that you don't know how to. Con- you don't have the map of this territory and you can really hurt yourself. But yeah. OK, sorry. Continue. Um. You were saying about... Yeah, no, 100%. So I was saying, okay, so I wrapped up the conversation and I feel like I had like beer goggles or something because even though I'd just taken in two like really like shocking factors, I was still super excited about the project. Like, so I went upstairs to go and talk um, with my partner and um, as I'm talking to him about it, all of the lights in the room just start to flicker. <laughs> and this never and we happens? we just looked at each other. He was... this, this never happens No, before? it never, never happens. Okay. No, no, never happens. Hasn't happened since. Like, it was literally just at this point. And, um, and it was like all of them at the same time. So it was like super weird. And he looked at me. He was like, did you see that? And I was just like, yeah. 
And he was like, look, like, I don't know if God's speaking through me right now, but this is a test from Satan. Like, like you're super excited, but did you not just hear what you just told me? And then like, you know, when you kind of reflect and you actually start thinking about it. And I was like, shit, man, like, how have I even like come upstairs super excited about this? Like, that's how like strong the, the devil is because like, it's not like I'm going in blindly. Like I know deep extents to what like Satanism is about and what, what witches do. Like I've, I've researched these things. And the fact that at the time, like, for for maybe five minutes, ten minutes, I wasn't like phased by it. It's actually really scary. Right, it's like they're initiating you, and you don't even really know it. Like that's what I'm always wondering. How does this stuff go about? Like, do they actually come to you and say, "Okay, hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna start fucking with the dark arts." No, it doesn't happen like that. It happens with like little things. Like your whole life was kind of set up for this. Maybe th- that moment, like you become a video editor, and this is your career, and this is what you do. And now you're trying to do push out good ideas, positive stuff. And then come here comes these artists and they're like, hey, yeah, let's do this cool project. And it sounds really nice and all. Oh, and we're going to do it with these people. And all of a sudden it starts sounding like what, we're going to go mess with Satanists. Are, are you are you serious? Yeah. Is this really what we're doing right now? And Her best friend is the leader of the like the leader of the Satanist temple in London. Like it's not like, oh, he's just a Satanist and da 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 da. That's bad enough, but he's the leader of the satanic temple. Like, whoa. And do you think that guy he he knows a lot of celebrities? Is he doing this like talking? Um, with I don't I I don't know. Oh, to be honest with you, like I tried to because she did say his name and I tried to find him on Instagram and like I won't say his name, but it was his name and then Godless mm. and it was a private account and I tried to follow it off of one of my private accounts just to like pre his page and like see what he was about, but cool. he hasn't accepted my follow request. So I don't really know what that situation is, but like I, I would assume that a lot of like high level people are involved with that kind of stuff Mm. like because even when when i was on the phone to her when she mentioned he was the leader of a satanic temple like i said to my partner as well i was just like you know what like how interesting would that be if i if i got a satanist to come on my podcast and i would interview him no dude see this (laughs) is what i'm talking about one of my initial thoughts see that's what i'm talking about this is like what i then said go go sorry you good? Go ahead. No, because then, then what I was going to say was like, you know what? Like, I wouldn't want to interview an actual, like, participating Satanist. I would want to interview a um, an ex-Satanist who had come, right. like, back into the light. Yep, because <laughs> he's going to reel you in. He's going to convince you and be like, yeah, come on, let's just go chill and party and, and have some drinks. And then you're there doing rituals and shit. But this is what I'm saying. Like, this is, you're in the end, kind of. You're, you have a very juicy worm right now. And you're like, dude. Um, you can kind of break into the ranks, but it's, I wouldn't suggest it. Like, I think your partner was right. Like, they're, they're enticed. They're, they're, something's pulling you in. And it's like, I would kind of want to go in just to, like, expose it. But then, like, I, w- you're fucking with some really, really powerful people right here already. You're, like, stepping in behind the scenes. That's kind of scary. Yeah. So what my next plan is and, and what I realized, like, through that is that um because I've always kind of like obviously doing this kind of uh truth exposing podcast and etc I need to utilize 
my filmic stuff as well and because i do enjoy doing certain dark things not dark things like i i like that the imagery that they have uh i'm not talking about like satan and the dead like you know um like i like what i'm thinking about is like american horror stories like it's the way it's shot is like like i know it's super satanic but i i really like like how it's shot mm-hmm. and um Anyway, point being, have you seen Black Mirror? Oh, yeah, I love that show. Yeah, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm trying to get a grant at the moment to, um, and and everyone who's listening, please um, pray for me and hope that it, it comes into fruition because I'm trying to get a grant and make like a Black Mirror type series on exposing the truth in different like 40 minute episodes. That would be badass. Oh yeah, let's plug yeah. it up. We didn't even mention we we haven't even really introduced you. This is Jasmine uh, from Etheric Odyssey, guys. We're an hour in and we're kind of just doing this, but it's I love these conversations. <laughs> so you, so you have your podcast and you have these. What's your YouTube account? Because y'all need to go check out her video, guys. She's really fucking good. Like her video video editing. And you to you, you said those are shit to you, right? You like that you don't put in the kind of yeah. what you wish you could, <laughs> and they look really good. And so like. I yeah. would love to see something Thank that you, you make of like exposing the truth. Cause yeah, her videos are legit guys. Go see them. What is your account on YouTube? Uh, yeah. So it's Etheric Odyssey. Again, um, please it cut yeah, off. It's just Etheric Odyssey. Etheric Odyssey. Okay. And <laughs> Etheric you're... Odyssey. Yeah. Yes. So it's the same as my um, Instagram. Yeah. And okay. I also wanted to talk about this other thing that you had mentioned. Cause you restarted another Instagram, right? Cause you had gotten shadow bond or black b- blocked. Or something i got i got deleted yeah so i used to have an account um this was like at the start of 2020 called matrix is falling and um it was doing super well like i was like doing super well i had like maybe like two three thousand followers but like it's really not about the followers like the engagement was like like skyrocketing and like I really felt like I was getting certain messages out if that makes sense like right. I wasn't making my own videos I was just like um re reposting things that I had found like on YouTube or right. you know different platforms and um yeah out of nowhere it just got deleted <laughs> and I tried to petition it but but they never even got back to me so I just started this new one um I only started this new one just to kind of follow the same people I was following before just to stay in the loop. And then I've been meaning to do this podcast for like well over two years now. And I kind of got the, the motivation to start it up. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about because I have a similar story. Like when I started, I, I, it, it took a while to get a 500 followers. I and mean, again, yeah, it's not about the followers. I never even show my face. I don't want any fame or recognition. I'm just trying to put the information yeah, out there. Yeah, trust me. So I, I was, yeah. I, once I got to 500, it expen- exponentially grew. I got like to 3,000 pretty quick. And there was a, I was getting, like you said, a lot of traction. People were talking messages. And it's not about that. I, I disabled my notifications. I don't want any of that um, dopamine drips. It, it's not about that. It's about the information. So, like you said, once I got about to, I'm almost at 4,000, but like all of a sudden, I've been like shadow banned. I have no traction. I can barely get anything out. And it's like, then you mentioned last time how, how is there people, because I've noticed it, once people who are posting the truth like this, they get about three, 4,000 followers, all of a sudden, they, they're, they're not in the algorithms anymore. Like they're getting blocked or censored. Yet there's accounts out there with hundreds of thousands, and they have like very little bit of posts. 
And it's like, okay, how are y'all getting so many people? And how are y'all exposing this stuff and not getting banned? What do you think that's, that is? Um, well, personally, like, I think people have got, like, been got to. Um, like, maybe not massively. They, they're just told to spread, like, because, you know, the devil loves to tell the truth with an underlying lie. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is why, like, a lot of things online, I mean, you have to take it from your own feelings and, and your your inner standing. Um but I really feel like they've been got to by someone or something and they're told to keep going. And sp- because, you know, the, the government and, and the whatever forces run this earth, they, they have to understand both sides. They have to know their enemy and we're their enemy. So they have to be involved and, and supervise everything that is being circulated within our community. So I really do feel like, you know... It, all these people with hundreds of thousands of followers, I don't trust you. <laughs> right. Period. And it's crazy because... What like, about you? What's your opinion? Well, it's similar because it's crazy because they do post a lot of truth, but then I do... You have to notice and very pay attention because they start talking about this new age type of um, idealism. And it's like, yeah, like that, like you were talking about, the devil comes in a beautiful appearance and it's like yeah when you get to talk, talking about mother gaia and we're all going to come become one and it's all going to be nice and it's like yeah it sounds good on the surface world peace and all that but at the cost of what who is bringing this peace how does this come and it's like yeah it sounds nice we're going to have a worldwide um uh, alliance we're all going to be one but this is going to be brought on by the Luciferian doctrine. These people that they sound nice and they're going to bring peace, but it's all a false pretense. Because once you're there, do you think they're really going to keep on trying to liberate people? Or do you think it's going to be a system of control so that they can stay there and remain in that power? So it's like, yeah, I, I, I follow some of them just to see what they're about. But it's like they'll post some truther stuff, but then they'll slip in some of that psychedelic open yourself up to this realms new age type of stuff and it's like okay so this is this is why they're allowed to continue because they're 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 all posting truth but like you said the devil embellishes with lies so yeah they post some nice cool stuff and it's like mm, makes you lick your lips like oh this is tasty this is yummy i want to share this but then they'll put in stuff like um meditate on your third eye chakra and it sounds cool and stuff and like yeah I, i i always love doing that stuff meditating and going inwards but the people who don't really know how to navigate this realm, they're opening themselves up to these things that, yeah, you feel nice, like, oh my God, Mother Gaia's inside of me and she's filling me with love and hope and it's good, but I just don't trust it, man. After everything that I've read and discovered, it's like, I don't want to stick, I don't want to follow anything. I'm just going to figure out things for myself and connect with God and and kind of trust in Him. And, and it's hard because you have to know how to navigate it. And it's like, your feelings will kind of guide you because some things will sound enticing and you're like, oh yeah, if I seek this out, I'm going to figure out the logical sense of what's really going on. But then your emotional side would be like, well, like you said, like, do I really need to continue going down this path? Is this the path that I need to be doing? And it's like, yeah, I feel like, man, these guys are there for a reason and everything mainstream is reason. And we're talking the other time, Mm -hmm. we're talking about Joe Rogan and it's like, he's, he's a wild card because he does, seem to be talking about pushing back against the worldwide flu and all of that, but he does 
he's changed. When he first started, he was about conspiracies and the fake moon landing. And once he gained a lot of popularity, he stepped back in that. He doesn't really talk about that. And especially that one video, I don't know if you've seen, he has Eddie Bravo. I don't know what your idea is on the flat earth. Do you have any, do you stick to any opinion on the flat earth theory? Um, I'm like, obviously, like, I don't believe in the round earth, but I don't know if it's a flat earth. Right, I'm on the um, fence I'm too. I'm kind of like, yeah. So, yeah. so Eddie Bravo, one of his best friends, he's all about the flat earth, right? So he comes on one episode mm -hmm. on the Joe Rogan and he starts talking about it and you see Joe Rogan, he gets uncomfortable. And it's crazy because like, I don't know Joe Rogan personally, but I've watched him and listened to him so much that I kind of know who he is. So it's very strange. So I saw him, I, I watched the video, the video version, and you could see Joe Rogan getting very uncomfortable and he says, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And Joe Rogan is the king of going like, three-hour podcast without going to the restroom. He's like, he has a super bladder. But all of a sudden, they start talking about the flatter thing. He's like, oh, sorry, guys, I got to go take a piss. And he comes back, and he tries to change the whole subject. And it's like, dude, am I looking at behind the veil? Is this really what's going on? Is this why you're big? Because you're promoting certain ideas and suppressing others? And it's like, I don't know what to think about him, but it's crazy because he is pushing back about this whole worldwide thing. But what if that's all part of the agenda? I don't know. Yeah, because they have to, like, mislead us with certain big figures. And I think um, I had a podcast with um, Chris Hill, and I think we touched on it briefly to do with um, David Icke. And um, no, it wasn't with Chris Hill. I've got another podcast coming out soon um, with someone else, and we spoke about this. And, um, yeah, David Icke, like, for years, like, he's been telling the truth about, like, reptilians and he's talking about the royal family and talking about all of this stuff. And I actually, I went to a COVID protest um, at the start of um, COVID. And um, he was he was speaking um, in Trafalgar Square. And I was like super excited. I was like, oh, David, I speaking like it's going to be great. I kid you not, he did not say one piece of good information whilst I was there. I was, I was so disappointed. I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, what happened to you? Like, I feel like he's got got to because mm. otherwise... They would have shut him down when he was doing all of these like talks and i feel like all he's about now is like selling his um brand he does like these uh yeah his brand and his speech like speeches what you call it uh in in, in interventions not interventions <laughs> correct me <laughs> i don't know i don't know what you mean i don't anyway uh he has a lot he speaks and there's a load of people there okay. um and then obviously he's promoting some of his new books, but I feel like he was speaking truth, but now not anymore. But on the topic of reptilians, um, you told me that you were researching them. So yeah, um, uh, earlier, before what I was did... preparing for this, I was waiting for you and I was like, I was smoking some weed and researching reptilians and I was starting to scare myself. And I was like, man, because look, it, that, that whole reptilian thing, I'm going to tell a story because so back when I was in college, um, I was starting to get into this stuff and I met another girl and she was really cool. And um, she kind of, we would talk about conspiracy stuff like that. But then one time she fucked me over, like she threw me under the bus. So she was talking with some friends. And so I came over to talk to them and she was introducing me to them. And she's like, hey, this is Juan. He believes in reptilians. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? What are you, what? They're, they're obviously going to think that I'm insane now. And so like for a reason, for a while, I did. Well, wait to introduce someone. Right? right. Like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, so she, I, I stopped talking to her. She wasn't cool. But, so, but 
The thing is, like, you bring up that word reptilians and you start talking about it, and people are going to be like, oh, rolling their eyes, here you go, talking about aliens, and like, no, dude, there's definitely something to it. I don't want to believe it. I, I think I'm crazy while I'm saying it, but it's like so many people have noticed it and posted it and, and shared this information, and it's, and it's not just from this modern age. Throughout all history, they talk about people that are not people that, that are here and manipulating us, and it's like, okay, so I started doing some research, and it's like you can watch it on film. It's it's on. Go to YouTube. Um, don't use YouTube as a matter of fact. YouTube. If you search through YouTube, you're not gonna find shit. Go through DuckDuckGo or Bing, and just search reptilians caught on camera, and you'll see like on mainstream news sources that where there's people in the background who their eyes will look like a like a snake, or you'll see their skin morphing, and it's like, what is this? And it's not just one or twice. It's happened numerous times, and it's like, damn. What, what do you think this whole thing is? With reptilians. So, um, like, there's a lot of different theories about a lot of different, like, uh, entities, I guess you could call them, like, UFOs, like, in the sense of, like, they're unidentified. <laughs> uh, not in the sense from, they. I, I don't believe that most of them come from another planet. Like, I feel like everything is, like, from here. And, like, maybe... I don't know if you believe in the inner earth, but something similar to that. Like, I'm still kind of hesitant about that topic, but I still understand, like, the roots of it, and, and it really does make a lot of sense. Well, let me interject. Anyway, let reptilians... Me, sorry, let me just t put in this fact mm. that's probably going to put the puzzle together. You know Admiral Byrd? He's the guy who yeah, um, yeah. Uh, went to uh, expeditions in Antarctica to explore. Antarctica. Okay, well, mm -hmm. this guy... The main guy, everybody knows this guy. He talks about how there is no end. Like he's basically telling you that we're in. It's not. A, it's not. It's a, probably a flat Earth or something. He doesn't know, but he tried. There's one part where I found out that he he went past the wall and he saw that there's other land, and then mm -hmm. he flew past yeah. the, the Arctic wall and he saw that there was warm land after that. And it's like, man, yeah. th this world is not confined to just what we know. There's more out there. And then there's even one section that mm -hmm. I don't know. I couldn't, I can't confirm this, but I heard that he went to Antarctica and he discovered that that's where Lucifer's throne is. Like, that's where he lives on Earth. And that shit, like, blew my mind. Like, mm -hmm. that's, of course, that's why they don't want anybody going or traveling there. It's so deserted. No one's going to go there. And that's but you he... know what I heard, actually? Go ahead. Sorry. Go, go, go. Um, to, to add to what you're saying, um, I've heard that Lucifer's throne is in the bottom of the ocean. Hmm, hmm. At the deepest bottom of the ocean. And that's why um, we, we can't get down to a certain point. Right, <laughs> so it, it's interesting. Okay, sorry. So we deflected from the reptilian things. You were going to start saying something? Uh, reptilians, I mean, where do you start? No, I, I believe that they exist. Um, but I believe that there, there's many because, um, have you heard of insectilians? Oh, no, no. What is that? So it's like a reptilian, but they're like, like other insects, if that makes sense. Um, hence why, like the theory around it is like, hence why, like, so you see the way that society is. That is how insects run. Like if you see a ant tribe, they they have their worker ants, their their queen ant, and they have like different subsections of like how their society is run. It's the same with bees, and like even down to the way that cars are shaped, they're shaped like bugs. 
um so yeah um maybe do some research not not you um the the audience do some research maybe into insectilians as well because that's super interesting um so yeah reptilian wise i mean yeah i i don't think that they're not real <laughs> and i've heard um i've heard different stories again like i'm always not always on the fence but you know you have to question everything um but there is this theory that they are from either the inner earth or from the outer earths um and they are like the demon race if that makes sense so they're all very like nasty and they came here because they saw the humans be created and they came here specifically to enslave us so i guess that could be referred to also like the anarchy um they have a similar story as well so yeah yeah and it's wild because you hear this reverberated throughout history this story of these people that come from somewhere else and they kind of enslave humanity and it's like damn that's so wild how all these things kind of tie in together like a big puzzle and it's like once you do research and you're like open your mind and are open to new ideas and try to forget everything you were taught about in the past and re-educate yourself you'll you'll see the picture of like damn these conspiracy nuts are right and it's like yeah we're right we've been Mm -hmm. telling you for the longest and like now slowly it seems like faster and faster the conspiracy theories are being proven fact on on instagram and all these social media accounts and it's like damn though we are in the great awakening right now yeah for real and um like what what is your what do you think is because obviously uh, are you christian Mm, well, I, I grew up in the Christian church and then I left because um, I, I tried to research other religions and see what the truth was. And after a while, I guess I polluted my head and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not believing in anything. So for the longest, I stopped mm-hmm. believing in everything. And this coincided with the time that I stopped talking about conspiracies to people. I was just like, fuck it, I kind of became a nihilist, just like be here now, it's all an accident. And then I started growing mushrooms because I wanted to get back into it and I couldn't find any. So I figured it out how to do it online. It's pretty simple, guys. You can find all the tools you need at your local Walmart. But I started growing them and I started eating them and I started having, again, these these psychedelic trips that I used to have before. But I stopped for a while and I started reconnecting with God. And see, that's the whole thing that you got to be careful with these psychedelics because are you really connecting with God or what are you connecting with? But I started becoming more spiritual and I started thinking and seeing it from this way that, yeah, man, I think, what was the question again? Uh, the question, oh, remind me, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember, but, uh, what? Damn, I was going somewhere. With... Anyway, just continue with what you're talking. Mm. No, I don't even remember the question myself. <laughs> so, I, I guess, yeah, I guess what we're trying to figure out is like, damn, is this what's really going on? And it's like, yeah, man, just do do your, do some research and like, don't take my word for it or or your or Jasmine's mm. word for it. Do some research and and figure it out for yourself because there's definitely something to it. And you have to be very careful too, because like you said, the internet is very a positive tool, but it can be used to. To manipulate people and there's a lot of people out there who are speaking truth but in throwing lies so that when you repeat these lies to other people they can debunk you and then you look like an idiot like you're like oh shit i just said that and it was wrong and they called me out on it so now they're not going to believe anything else i say so you have to be very careful doing these mm-hmm. things and it's just like 
I wish there was a, a course or something to like de-educate people from all the lies that they were taught in school because all of it's propaganda. All of it's, it's taught to you to see the world through this certain aspect and to not get you to question. But if you can de-educate yourself, and that's why I think psychedelics are such a powerful, powerful tool because they do do that. They erase all the preconceived notions you have about this reality. Like, for example, if you were to go outside and look at a tree, you would just look at it and be like, you would not even notice, and most people would not even notice trees. They just walk past them. But when you take psychedelics, you remove all these filters, and you look at a tree, and it's like you're seeing it for the first time. You see it as it really is. You notice the branches. You notice the leaves. You notice the bark. You, you see it as it really is, and you don't just pass it off because it's something that you've seen all the time. So this is why I think psychedelics are such a powerful tool, because they get you to um, erase your preconceived notions of what things are, and you see them as they truly are, and you, like, for example, one time I was tripping, and I pulled out my wallet and I was looking at, like, I think I had a $20 bill. I was looking at it and I was just examining it and seeing it like that tree, seeing it anew. Like, what is this? It's a piece of paper. Like, is it really worth anything? Does it do anything on its own? Can it feed me? Can I eat this piece of paper? Can I use it as a hammer? No, all it does, it's a tool. And it's an idea that's been used to manipulate the world. So that's why I don't say this, like, go do drugs, but I'm saying... Meditate. Meditation also is a good way for you to like go inside and see things as they truly are. Because once you start meditating, you'll notice your mind will start wondering. And if you, once you notice it, you start building a muscle. And then you can, you, once you start noticing, okay, why does my mind wander to this subject? Or why am I always stressed about this? And it's kind of like psychedelics, but on a, on a very low, like a natural way. You go through it like, okay, why is this happening? What, I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to relax and see what's inside. But I keep thinking about the stress of pain bells. Okay, why? Why do I keep stressing about this? And if you follow that trail, you'll be like, okay, maybe I'm not working as hard as I should be. Or maybe I should tr change my career. Or maybe I need to go about things a different way. But it's like, like I said, it's this complacency that people just accept. And they live in this world of, oh, things are this way. I'm just going to accept it. But it's, no, guys, come on. Do some work, do some shadow work, really investigate and try to figure out what's going on. Because once you do, it's very liberating and I feel empowered now. Like before, I felt very helpless, like, what am I doing? I'm not getting through to anyone, but now I'm like, okay, I might not be getting through to some, but I'm just putting the information out there and hopefully this will plant a seed on somebody. And If at least one person goes out and starts questioning the narrative, then I feel I've done my job. So I'm so glad that we've connected and that we're here and it's just like, Right, my, right now, I'm getting an image of like dots of people around the world who've woken up and they're connecting with other people. So right now, there's a thread connecting from Texas to London, and you say you have a friend in New York, and maybe this guy has a friend in Canada, and we're all like kind of connecting, like becoming this mycelial yeah. network of people who are like, no, things have to change, and it's happening, and it's just it's crazy to see how hard right now they're trying to push their narrative that they're showing their hand, and people are waking up by the millions, like. Trudeau, he showed his true colors, and people were like, what the fuck? I thought Canada was full of nice people that just say, hey, how you doing, mate? And, like, just trying to have a beer and relax. And it's like, dude, who, who is this Trudeau? What the fuck? Is he really the son of a Castro? Castro? And it's like, you can go crazy, like, trying to figure out the truth. is, But it's like, that's why it's very important for you to have a connection with God or 
realize that there is something above all of us that's kind of helping us. And I don't know, once I start thinking yeah, about Yeah, if it that, wasn't for God, I don't know what I would do. Like, you know, there are... So, sorry to, to no, interrupt. Please, um, please. Yeah, but there are certain um, people who... So I, I used to have a friend and um, I used to talk to her about this kind of stuff and she was super into it as well. But she didn't believe in God. And she always used to say to me, like, does all of this stuff, like, not make you not believe in God anymore? And I'm like, no, it makes, it, like, it strengthens my faith. Like, mm-hmm. so I I um, find it very interesting because so, most people, and, and I'm not saying this for all people, so don't get offended by what I'm saying, um, but most people who don't believe in God but believe in all of this stuff seem to be going down, like, way more of, like, this new age situation rather than actually delving down the truth. Because Mm -hmm. the more that you deep down into the truth, the more you realize, like, well, God, like, you are the most high. Like, thank you for for blessing me with, like, you in my heart, you know? Right, right. And it's beautiful. It's very empowering and liberating, like I keep saying. It's just, like, this place is amazing. God created this wonderful, amazing place. And if you just want proof that there's a God... There's seven days in the week. Why is there seven days in the week? Where does that come from? Where does that idea come from? From creation, you know? Why is there 12 months of the, of the year? It's, there's numerology and symbolism and fingerprints everywhere if you start looking that there is a God. And people who are like atheists, I'm like, dude. Actually, I'm going to read you this quote that I like pulling up to people and just to show them because... Okay, some people may, may not believe that any of this is happening, but there's actual people out there who believe in this shit, and these are the people in government. They, like you said, do, do you know somebody who personally knows a leader of a satanic church? So think about that, people. Do you really think there's Satanists out there? Yes, there's people out there who worship Satan and who follow these ideals and do these dark shit, and the Freemasons too. So I, this is what I want to read. This is an excerpt from the Encyclopedia of the Freemasons. And this is their definition of an atheist. Let me make it bigger. So for them, an atheist is one who does not believe... Hold on, someone was calling me. One who does not believe in the existence of God. Such a state of mind can only arise from the ignorance of stupidity or a corruption of principle, since the whole universe is filled with the moral and physical proofs of a creator. So it's right there. The people in control who believe in this dark shit are telling you, if you don't believe in God, you're stupid. Something's wrong with you. Look, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, look, look at the tree. The tree, the DNA, everything. I never heard this before. This is really interesting. Yeah, I, I'm actually, you should, okay, so I got that from a video that you will love. So take some notes. I want you to write this down. It's because it's a five-hour video of this guy. Uh, he was an Australian rock singer, like one of the biggest singers in Australia. His name is Altian mm-hmm. Childs. I'll spell it for you. It's A-L-T-I-Y-A-N Childs, C-H-I-L-D-S. So go to DuckDuckGo and type in Altian Childs exposes Freemasonry. And you'll get this video that's five hours long. And this dude does a superb job. One of my favorite videos. I've watched it, I think, three times. Five hours long, taking so many notes. But that's where he... Um, that's where I got that from. He's because he was he explains in this video that he was in the Freemasonry Society, and then he descri- he goes on to explain how it's all it's all a cover for Satanism. Underneath it, Freemasons, yeah, they do exist, and a lot of them do do good stuff, and they help the community, and they do fundraisers. 
But behind the scenes, there's a secret Freemasonry that only certain people go up in the ranks. And once you get high enough, you realize that it's all Satan, Lucifer worship. So yeah, you should check that one out. I, you'll love it. Yeah, 100%. That, that sounds really interesting. I'm definitely gonna gonna have a have a look see at that. And also, um, um, so my thing is, I'm trying to wake people up. Like, what do we do? Okay, so what I developed this playlist because for the longest I watched all these videos. I'm like, damn, I want to share this with people. How do I get this out? How do I do? I put it on a DVD and just like ship it out to random addresses. So what I did was I created a playlist on YouTube. It has about I think right now 250 videos that I've curated that I've collected over, I think maybe 10 years actually. So all these videos, I've arranged them in a way so that if you go watch them, it starts off with Terrence McKenna and he starts off saying that there's this idea that we need to spread and it's idea of, of, of openness, of realizing that this world is not exactly what we've been led to believe. And then it, it, if you follow him and watch him in order, it has the potential to wake up a normal person. So it's a QR code I, I um, created and it's all on my page. Go follow me. It's Truth in Media on Instagram. Truth, period, in, period, media. And this QR, you scan it and it'll take you to this playlist. And so that, that Altian Child's video is in there along with like tens of other documentaries, videos, clips, um, music videos that show the truth, all these things that if you watch it and pay attention, you'll be like, oh shit, there's definitely something to it. So yeah, go check it out and please y'all print it out, put it on gas pumps, put it on grocery store carts, put it in uh, restroom stalls, put it where people walk a lot and just try to get this information out there because it's it's undeniable proof that what we're talking about is real. So that's that's one of the avenues that I've created to try to help wake people up. So you should check it out. I'll send it to you. I think I sent it to you, but um, I'll send it to you so you can print it and maybe put it on your videos or on your account. Where I'm just trying to get the message out. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good idea, actually. Uh, that's not something I've thought of, but what I, I will do that. I'll, I'll print some out and I'll just throw them around everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, what else do you want to talk about? Sorry. Well, I was going to say, like, maybe we could go into adrenochrome and Hollywood. Right. Okay. 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 So, okay. So what is, okay. So let's explain adrenochrome. I'm sure a lot of our audience will probably already know, but maybe we have somebody new who's, who's welcome to the church guys. Welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. Could you explain to mm -hmm. us what is adrenochrome? So adrenochrome is um, a substance which is made when you have a lot of like fear inside of you. So it is utilized um, within, you know, high level Satanism. It is most potent in, in young children before puberty. So what they do is they sacrifice these young babies they and, and young children. They torture them before they kill them. And once they kill them, they, they slit their, the back of their necks open and drip the blood straight from their brain into the cup and then drink it. And it is meant to give you um, eternal youth. It is meant to give you like certain like powers and it's meant to heighten your connection with the demonic. Right. And people who think that this is bullshit, because I've heard this from everyone, go look into it. It's an actual scientific thing. There is adrenochrome. When a human body goes through a lot of fear, your adrenal glands secrete uh, uh, these chemicals that they're meant to help you fight or flight. So they kind of um, 
make you a superhero. It comes from adrenaline, yes. you know, yeah. adrenochrome, it's adrenaline. Yeah, your body becomes kind of superhuman for a while. So, and it's, they've done studies on this, guys. Go look into it. They've given just regular blood of baby mice to older mice, kind of like vampirism type of shit. They give them young blood and they start becoming young. Now, okay, so they've proven that that works in scientific studies with mice. So now imagine with the human, an adrenalized mm -hmm. blood, not just regular blood, but adrenalized blood. You drink that. That's going to have and an fresh, effect. Right. Fresh from the source. And this is dark shit. I hate talking about this because I have kids and it's like, dude, there's people out there that do this shit. How is this still going on? It, it angers me that this is still going on. And it's sad but it's the truth guys y'all need to look into it there's and it's in movies yeah. another thing they like this is my thing that i try to expose the truth through media they've told you this if y'all yeah. i'm sure y'all seen the movie uh what's it called uh monsters inc have you Monst seen it monsters inc okay guys yeah. i know okay so it's funny <laughs> it's a comedic movie it's for kids but read in between the lines and see what's going on there's a group of monsters and what are monsters what they're usually what do we call pedophiles they're monsters they're the worst so there's monsters in this universe, and they go around, they sneak into kids' um, houses through some type of teleportation device, and they scare kids. Okay, so there's these monsters, and they go around scaring kids. For what? Okay, they scare these kids, and then they capture that fear, that, that energy that's put out by these kids, that fear, they use it as um, a battery source. It powers their world. They are feeding off of the fear of children. They're telling you in your face and you don't even see it. It's like a joke. They're mocking you. And it's right there in the, I think the, in the movie Monsters, Inc., it, the icon is an eye, like a single eye. That's the whole eye of Lucifer, the, the third eye, chakra, all of that connects. And it's like, dude, how do you not, how do you not, like, get angry or, or say, okay, is this true? I'm going to investigate it. How do you just mock people and say, oh, you guys are crazy? What is that? That's the propaganda. That's why they make these movies, to make people look insane. But it's the truth, and they embellish it with lies. To, and it's, I have to give it to them. They're fucking smart. The way they do these things, it's like, dude, I kind of want to join your team just because you are fucking smart. But no, fuck y'all. Y'all are just trying to take over the world and manipulate people to, to gain their fear. All of this is for manipulating the mind to create fear in people because they feed off of it so like i kept saying again once you become empowered it's like you don't have fear you don't you can't feed them they can't feed off of your fear so it's like i try to tell people that these movies empower me yeah they're dark symbolism and i wouldn't recommend them to people that don't know how to read the symbolic nature because it goes to your subliminal mind and it's programming you but one who is awake and who knows the symbolic language knows how to read and decode this and it actually empowers you because you can help wake others up and see like hey look you see you see look at this scene look at the symbolism look what they're saying look what it's entailing and it's they're telling you the truth but they tell it to you in a way that it fucks you up in your subliminal mind and it's just like damn y'all guys are the devil is a genius in a way and it sounds fucked up but it's He's a very smart man. He's been around for ages. He's had time to study the human mind, the psychology. He's done experiments through MK Ultra to figure out what makes humans tick. And it's just like, God damn, what do we do? And that's what I'm saying. That's why I yeah. created that. I, I fully like, yeah. Go, 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 go. Sorry. Go, go, please. No, I was going to say, like, I, I've, like in, in a strange sense, I have some sort of respect for him because... He, when he came down to earth, he told God that, you know, 
the the humans don't love you the way that I love you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show you that they don't. And he's really accomplished that because most people are on his side without even knowing it. You know, so I like he, he's a me and my partner always laugh about it because um, my partner's in marketing and he said he's he's the top marketer, like or he's the prince of marketing and business right. because he's really got his marketing strategy just on point to a fucking T. Yeah, you know? he knows exactly what to say. There's even been studies where they can put certain images in front of your head and they will it'll make you think certain things. And it's obvious you watch a movie. You come out of it like a horror movie. You come out of it like uh, traumatized in a sense because your subliminal mind, your mind is inside of your, your, your brain is inside of your body. It doesn't see what's going on. It's, it's being fed the information of this reality through your senses. So your brain is being stimulated through sensory information, right? So they can implant things that are going into your subliminal mind that you are not even aware of. Um, I actually just posted something about this. In the 60s, back when uh, TV, there was only like three or four TV stations, they um, would shut off around midnight um, and they would play, it was called the TV sign-off. So they would play, in America, they would play the um, Pledge of Allegiance and then they would say, and that concludes our broadcast for today. And then the, the TV would go into like this, this static image of like, we'll see you tomorrow or something like that. But, so I looked into it. And if you go and watch the videos that they would post, so they're posting the song is the Pledge of Allegiance, right? And it has the lyrics underneath. It's, it has the lyrics, but as the lyrics are moving, it, it's kind of like it's done in a way where, uh, I don't know how to explain it. You're a videographer. I'm sure you could. But they do the, the subtitles come on like, oh, say, can you see? But as the text is coming up behind the letters, you could see another letter. So somebody actually went and slowed the video down. And you could see that they're telling you a message behind the, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. And it's all terms like uh, respect your government, obey, consume, God is real, we are God, the government is God. And it's like, I'm going to send you the link and you should do something about it. I'm sure you can analyze it better and see it through that lens. But they're programming people at that level. Like, this has been going on for a long time. They know what to put in your head to make you um, docile and like conform to them. And you don't even notice it. It's happening subliminally. Yeah, so it's all happening subliminally. Like, as you said, like even the terms like, um, I mean, you may know, but just to, to go through it for the viewers, um, the term, you know, when it, it's all to do with like the occult. So Hollywood was a, um, the holly tree was was holy back in the day. And they used to use it to do certain um, forms of magic. Hence why it's called Hollywood. Um, then to do with like the media and broadcasting, what do you, like when you go on your TV, what do you go on? Channels. Like right. you're channeling. Right. Like it's tell a vision. You're broadcasting. broadcasting. Like yes. it, it's all, yeah, all word magic, right. you know? Um, so it's all very interesting how it all kind of comes together to, to tell their vision, you know, like yes. even when um, I know in the UK, when the TV came around, it was literally for propaganda. Like all of the first movies and stuff had a lot to do, like with the first world war and it had mm -hmm. a lot 
to do with like all of these different types of propaganda. So that's why they even created it. Right. It's the most powerful tool. Like the, the, the TV has caused so much damage that, you know, they often... Even down to... Sorry. Go, go, go. Even down to sorry. what? No, sorry. Even down to um, the... So obviously... I'm not talking about the series Black Mirror. I'm talking about like, like the actual Black Mirror that your, you know, TV, your laptop, your phone. Black are mirrors yeah. are used to see other realms. Right. So, um, and, and mirrors in itself are a form of a portal. Like even me, like, I don't know, people will come around my house and call me crazy, but um, I can't sleep if there is a mirror facing me. So... Even all of the mirrors in my room, um, which are on my, like, they're glued to my wardrobe, I put black sheets over them at night because I don't like to sleep with, like, mirrors around mm. me because I've seen a lot to do with, um, you know, apparently when you sell your soul and, um, you know, let's say you're, you're one of the Illuminati or whatever these people are who sell their souls they see demons in the mirrors and, and these entities come through them through mirrors. Um, and there's a lot of different rituals that, that are said that you can do in order to, to evoke like different entities. So like, I really don't fucking fuck with mirrors. And it's really interesting how black mirrors are used to, to channel entities. And this is how they use channels to program us, you know? Right. And like when you were talking about that, like they, I'm sure everyone knows this phrase mirror mirror on the wall who's the i forgot whatever the rest is but it's they're showing you this culture through disney disney is one of the main like propagandists for occult magic and all this new age dark evil stuff and even recently with like the new cruella movie it's straight up devil propaganda luciferian doctrine but yeah this idea it, it goes back thousands of years where people stare at a mirror and they like channel things and they're talking to it and it's giving them answers and it's like you said demonic entities coming through through these portals yeah um yeah i don't, I don't fuck with mirrors <laughs> <laughs> hey that's a t-shirt you should make that fuck with i don't fuck with mirrors <laughs> <laughs> they scare the hell out of me i'm not gonna lie like sometimes i won't be able to sleep and then i look up and i realize i forgot to cover my mirror and i'm like oh that's why i can't sleep <laughs> you know what's strange about that even like um, i didn't even plan this out but me and my wife we don't have a mirror in our in our bedroom that's strange i wonder if that's mm, i've done that maybe in what would you say that um instinctually or subconsciously yeah yeah kind of yeah. like protecting myself because hmm. Yeah, have you seen in the the film Skeleton Key? No, is it a horror movie? Yeah, watch it. Yeah, so it's basically to give a brief overview of it. It's about this um, woman who gets this job as a carer in this big mansion, and she goes there. Um, it's like in the middle of nowhere, and um, she's looking after this old man who apparently had a stroke and like can't you know, walk, can't talk, can't eat. Um, so she's staying in this really big old house and um, there's like, they've taken all of the mirrors down and she she tries to put them up and the woman, so the, the guy's husband who had a stroke, she's always acting really weird and all of this stuff. So 
she puts one of the mirrors up and this woman has like a big hissy fit like we don't keep mirrors da, 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 da. Mm. and the whole story is basically it's like almost like a get out situation where like they were originally slaves to the old 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 owners of um that plantation and they did a lot of black magic in the loft and there's this door in the basement you'll have to watch the movie uh, not out. in the basement in the attic and um there's this whole load of weird shit in there and that's how she figures out that they're not actually who they are and that's why they don't keep mirrors up because when they look in the mirror they can see themselves for their true selves and um they have like used so the woman that they take on as the carer, they're trying to use her for her body. So they want to put the woman's soul into her body. And they've lived for like hundreds of years through taking different people's bodies. My God. See, like, that's what I'm talking about. They're telling you the truth in these movies. And it's like, damn, man, it's so wild. And it's like, we, know, we all know the truth in a sense, but we don't see it as the truth. We see it as just entertainment. Fiction, yeah. Damn. But they... They say truth is stranger than fiction, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> and art imitates reality. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. This this realm is really crazy. And um, like, what do you feel like? Uh, ah, I remember you. We were we were on the path, and we didn't realize what we were talking about. So my question was, what do you think is going to happen? And I asked if you were Christian. Oh right. And right. then we went on that <laughs> rampage. So. Um, <laughs> It's just come to me now. So my question was, um, so obviously within scripture, um, in, in many different types of scripture, it said that we are in the end time. So what do you believe on that? What's your opinions on that? And do you think that the Antichrist or the Dajjal or whatever people want to call it is coming and he's he's here soon and the world's like almost up? What well, do you think about that? Well, yeah, that's a very interesting topic because like you said, we're all trying to figure out what's going to happen. And what I've realized is what happens with these prophecies and these visions that people have in the past, when they actually do come to pass, it does happen like they said, but it doesn't happen like you imagined it would have. It's like they tell you through symbolism what's going to happen. So now I know everyone's afraid and saying that we're all going to be raptured and all this terrible stuff's going to happen, but it's told in a fantastical, to me, it's told in a fantastical way to kind of like hide the truth from the people that are, because they, the people who wrote this stuff in the Bible, they obviously knew that this was going to get tampered with. So they wrote it in a way to kind of preserve the knowledge of what was going to happen. And if you strip it all down, because it says that the trumpets and all this stuff is going to happen, that the beast is going to come out of the sea. But this is all done through symbolic language. What the beast coming out of the sea means, the sea uh, represents people. So out of the people, it's going to come this person, which the Bible says is the person. But to me, it's this idea. It's this lie, this deception that's going to get people to believe in this beast, which is the, the, the idea of rejecting God. It's all to reject God. So what I think is going to happen when they say that Jesus Christ comes back and he comes back and destroys them. You have to really read the Bible and understand how they're using the language because they tell you what the words mean in other passages. So it says that Jesus will come back and he will destroy the world through, through the sword that comes out of his mouth. And it's not literally, a, to me, it's not a literally sword of destruction. If you read back in one of the other passages in the Bible, it says that the, the, 
the sword in Jesus' mouth is the truth. That's what's going to destroy everything. The truth is going to expose and destroy the new world order and all of that. So I don't think it's going to be actual destruction. It's just going to be the truth, the word, the sword of God. The most powerful thing in the world is the truth. And if you can just get the truth out there and kind of not shake people up, but just put it out there. And if people, I don't know, if people really want to know the answers and really want to connect with God, and see, that's the issue. They've built this word and they built this world in a sense to where you, if you grew up in it, not questioning, you will, in a sense, um, deny God, even if you don't say it outright. You're denying him by following all the idols and the symbols and everything that they promote. They're turning you away from God. So I think what's going to happen is the truth is coming out more and more. And it's getting so hard for them to keep it from coming out. And this is Christ coming back. To me, it, Christ is this idea of consciousness, this, this way of thinking of love and acceptance and forgiveness and like coming together and raising each other's consciousness. So what I imagine and hope that happens is this truth keeps coming out. It comes out more and more to the point where it's, not the minority. We're, we will become the majority and people will, will, it'll be in the open. Right now, evil and darkness is in the open. That's what's propagated through television, movies, music videos. Right now, it's evil. Just look at the fucking videos that they put out, hip hop. It's all like, we were going to talk about the music video of, I guess, Megan the Stallion, how it's all Luciferian things. It's about snakes and she's dressed like the devil. Like, guys, is this really what we want to promote in society? Why don't they make videos of like people coming together and like feeding the neighborhood and bringing each other up? Why is it all about like fucking having sex and having all these cars and all this money? It's all done to the purpose to turn you away from God. Lies, deceptions. So that's what I, my whole long story of the, what I think is going to happen. The truth, the sword of God, the word of God is going to come out and demolish everything. And I don't know how it's going to happen. The Bible says it's going to be through trumpets and the world is going to, a, a third of the world's going to die and the blood, will, the water will turn into blood, which is all symbolism to mean other things. And people take it literally and not just... We could do a whole podcast, like a whole different podcast, and just breaking down the symbolism in, in, in the Bible. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I have read, I read the Bible when I was a kid, but um, there's certain things that I may not remember, but my, my religion is like Islam and, and Christianity are very, very similar. So... Um, it is interesting to also like compare scriptures as well, because, um, in, in my religion, the antichrist, as you said, the beast who comes out of the water is called the Dajjal. So the Dajjal is basically the antichrist and the word Dajjal actually means the deceiver. Um, so you so think it's going to be a literal person? You think it's going to be an actual human? Like yeah, a person? It, yeah, yes. So um, it is said that um, the Dajjal is going to come from, so roughly, obviously, the terms that they write in the Quran is different now because, like, different countries have been demolished, but the same area as, like, Jerusalem, Iran, um, uh, where Mecca is, is uh, in uh, Saudi Arabia and stuff like that. So it's going to come from from there. And um, he is said, so like 
we've actually been given a description of him. So he is meant to have, they say he his eye is like a grape. Um, so we've taken that, you know, he's going to have like a bloodened eye and his other eye, he he's not able to see out of properly. Right. Um, there's, yeah, that, so there's other descriptions. I mean, if you want to look into it, um, you can look into it. So we've been actually given a description of him and he is said to come um, for, it's said for 40 days, but 40 days, the way that it's been decoded is actually going to be a year and a half. And within that year and a half, he will travel around the world. And at this point that he comes, the world is going to be in pandemonium and is going to be looking for someone to save them, basically, because it, yeah, so it said like in, in the end times, um, the the believers, like we won't be able to eat, we won't be able to, so, so it's very interesting to compare it to actually what's going on, so they're bringing in this cashless society mm-hmm. and they're bringing in this, um, what's it called, social credit score. Mm-hmm. And if you don't comply, your money is going to get off. So they say in, in the scriptures, it says in end times, you will have to eat by praising the Lord um, wow. in, in English translation. So the, like the, the God is going to to make you be able to stay alive, He'll not from food, you. not from water, but from Him. Wow, that makes Pardon? me think of that whole idea. I'm sure. Say that again. I, th- that's amazing. That makes me think of that whole idea, which I thought was bullshit. Of this guy, he says that he doesn't eat or anything. He just drinks water, and it's like, can you really live off just the sustenance of God? And maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the faith in God like will strengthen you more than you could even ever know imaginably possible, you know? So um, there's a lot of interesting things like, um, you know, all of, all of the signs, like, cause me personally, I feel like there's not many signs to go until the end. Um, Even like in the Bible, I know we have like similar signs. There's going to be sinkholes. There's going to be natural disasters. There's going to be the, um, what's it called? The locusts that happened in 2020. Mm. Um, The fires, the the fire in Australia. So all of the signs seem to be here. And I feel like we're... You take it literally. um, Literally... Uh, like physically, yeah, like we like the way that I've I've um, understood like my my holy book is obviously not everything is to be taken literally. And it is for you to understand in your own way. And it does say for those who understand, you know, mm-hmm. but the way that I have taken that they, he they've given us like a, a direct description of the Dajjal. And don't get me wrong, the Dajjal um, or let me call him the Antichrist, the deceiver. I have taken it in two ways, and I know there's a lot of people who who are um, Muslim and will agree with me. So there's the Dajjal system, uh, there's the deceiver system, which is the internet. The the because in order for um, the Antichrist to come, we have to be in a place of deception. In the end times, it is said that the truth tellers will be the liars, and the liars will be the truth tellers. So. Um, it's the people who we look up to, 
to tell us the truth, i.e. the government and, and the people who we look to to lead us, obviously we don't, but the, the majority do, are, are deceiving us, you know, and there has to be a system in place before the entrance of the Antichrist so that we can abide and, and follow him, you know, um, because when he comes, he says that he is he is Jesus, he is God, because obviously we believe in Jesus as well. And at the end, we believe Jesus is going to come down with two angels too. So that is why uh, our religions are very similar. But, um, you know, it is said that there is a, a system to enable him to come. So the majority will, will follow him without question, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, I've also looked into that. I guess there, I can see it several ways in my mind. I can see that it's symbolic and it's literal. Literal, because I've, I've seen, I don't know if you've seen these other series of videos. They're, they go off of the Quran. They're, it's called The Arrivals. Have you seen that series? It's a really good one. They, they go into uh, talking maybe about... Maybe, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's hard to find. You're going to have to go through DuckDuckGo. It's called The Arrivals. And it's like uh, three-minute videos, and there's like 60 of them. And they talk about the jinns and the Dajjal and this whole system that's coming. And it's strange because, like you said, it all coincides with what's happening in the world right now. This system where it's controlled through electronics, technology. And what you were talking about, that the Antichrist is going to come from the Middle East... What I was just thinking right now, what came to me in my mind was like, you know how Elon Musk is working on that Neuralink, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my thing is, what if what happens is they have a guy, a really rich guy in the Middle East. He's like, fuck it, I'll do it. I'm going to connect myself to, to that. And this is the portal for the entities to come in or the Antichrist or whatever it is to come in through him and speak through him. And, it, and people, he's going to come to the world and be like, I have this neural link. I figured it out. I know how to solve the world. And everyone's going to be like, yay, this guy, he figured, he's smart. He's a bionic human. Uh, Elon Musk is the shit. He, he's going to save us. Look how smart he is. He's going to develop this currency that is going to help uh, reset the world, erase all the debt, uh, mm -hmm. make humanity sound like uh, heaven on earth. He's going to give everyone the wealth. He figured out how to solve hunger. He's going to be so smart because of this neural link. And this is going to be the way for the Antichrist to come into the world. I don't know. That just came to me. What if that's how it really goes down? You're welcome, guys. You figured it out here with Odyssey and uh, Truth in Media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Like, it was a proper download. And, and you know, like, whatever is in scriptures has been written so long ago that everything that they write is parables because the people in their times didn't understand what they were talking right. about. Mm -hmm. But now we can understand what it's talking about because we're living in it. Right. And even the people who were writing these books, you know, they were writing it through God and, and they may have had a slight understanding of it because God allowed them to, but it's not something that they could physically comprehend because it, it wasn't physically around them. They didn't have you know the technology I mean? back then. They didn't have the word for, for exactly. like... Exactly. Yeah. Damn. This has been amazing, Jasmine. I, we could probably do our own podcast. Like, I connect with you so easily and flawlessly. But uh, I, I'm going to have to... Yeah, I was going to say to you, like, when... Sorry. Go, go. I was going to say, say to you, when we first had a conversation, like, I really felt like I already knew you. Like, maybe it's a past life situation or it's a soul situation where we already know each other in another realm. That's but, what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, like, that's how I see it. Have you seen the movie Cloud Atlas? You would love that one. No, I haven't. So it's, check it it's, out. it's basically uh, five movies in one. And it's the story of how 
uh, you, when you're reborn and come back to life, um, you meet the same people it, it, through different lifetimes. Like, for example, your partner now in mm -hmm. your next or your past um, uh, life was probably uh, your best friend or something, but you meet the same people throughout your different reincarnations. And I feel like maybe we know somehow each other. And it's so crazy how we found each other. You're in London somehow, somewhere. I'm in Texas somewhere, and we, like, found each other somehow. But... Yeah, we, we're going to do this again, definitely. I'm going to have to head. I'm, I'm going to a little kid birthday party. Yeah, and, I, I uh, feel like we've um, we've been speaking for a while now. So, yeah, yeah we'll definitely um, do another uh, another podcast. Yeah, even as you said, maybe we should start one together. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah. you understand a lot Sorry. about the symbolism and you work in that industry. So we should probably do something where we can like break down music videos and like you can talk about it like in your through your perspective of like how scenes are set up how stuff is shot the preparation and all of that mm -hmm. and then break down the symbolism and everything mm -hmm. yeah man that's this is badass and um we're gonna do it again for sure and it's just it's kind of sucks because you're so far away and our time differences it, it, see like everything that like i said earlier the universe opens its doors we thought we were gonna do this interview next week right and it's somehow um, yeah. I, I had my schedule freed up and everything happened perfectly to where we had this awesome conversation and all of this stuff happens for a reason guys you're exactly where you need to be even if you think your life sucks or you're going through the worst of it remember when someone is making jewelry like someone makes silver they have to put the silver through fire they have to burn off the, all the impurities they have to make it for the pearl for i mean for the silver it seems like it's going through hell it's 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 treacherous it sucks you're being burned but this is being done to burn off all the impurities, all the bad stuff. This is you're going through your journey, through your path, and it sucks and it's hard. But at the other end of it, when the people, when the person making the silver realizes that all the impurities are gone, the silver will reflect, and he, will, you could see the the jeweler will see his reflection on the silver. So it's kind of like that. It's a metaphor for life. You're gonna go through struggles, through hard times, and it's like that. Your silver being tested, being burned, all the bad stuff's coming away. And at the end of it, you're gonna be a pure, holy reflection of the Creator. So with that, I want to end it. Thank you, Odyssey. Plug up all your stuff, please. Uh, so Etheric Odyssey, E take. Uh, sorry, let me spell that out. <laughs> e T H E R I C Odyssey, O D Y. S-S-E-Y, Etheric Odyssey on Instagram, on YouTube, and on TikTok. <laughs> All right, guys. So and you plug yourself as well. Okay, I am uh, truth.in.media on Instagram. Uh, and my podcast, sorry, my podcast is Bricks in the Wall. You can find it on Spotify, on Anchor. Come check it out, guys, because I'm just trying to help people wake up. I'm, I don't want... I'm, like I said, I'm never putting my image out there. I don't want any fame. I don't want any clout. I don't want any of that. I just want to put the information mm -hmm. out there so y'all can empower yourselves because it's very empowering, guys. You you empower one person and you, you can see that they're going to, if they really are on the path, their um, testimony and the way that they live their life will, will show others like, damn, there's something about this guy. Like He doesn't have fear. He just does what he wants. He doesn't wear the mask. He doesn't fucking conform to society. Maybe there's something to it. And that's how we spread the, the, the seeds, guys. So thank you, all of y'all, for listening. Please mm -hmm. go check out her videos. Check out uh, Odyssey, Etheric Odyssey on YouTube and uh, on Instagram. And we're going to do this again for sure. So um, I'm on my episodes, I end with a song. Um, do you do anything like yeah. that? Yeah. 
So I want to play this song. No, I normally just end. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to end yeah. with this song. I think you'll love. Is this rapper I somehow discovered? Uh, I guess th through some kind of synchronicity. His name is Kieran mm -hmm. the Light. It's K I E R A N the Light. And this is a song uh, called mm -hmm. Voice. Okay, off the album Fearless. So it's about two thirty. I'm gonna play it, and then just we'll, me and you will talk a little bit off the air to talk about next time when we can meet yeah. again. And so, thank you guys. I'm just going to play my theme tune as well after you play yours, yeah? Okay, cool. Sounds good. So, uh, thank you guys. And All remember, right. this is my ending model. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> know thyself. Lovely, lovely to speak to you. Same, same. You're my comrade. You're my sister. So, uh, yeah. know thyself. Improve <laughs> thyself. Find the others. And then you'll know what to do. Peace. Peace.